Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. Get ready for an enlightening conversation that will nurture your soul and help you live your best life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show. I am your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson, here on 96.3 HB4 and DCRadio.gov. Here on the Soul Wealth Radio Show, we have wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. And I encourage you, if you have not done so already, where have you been? Go back and listen to past episodes with some of the most amazing people on the planet. Each conversation is inspiring. It's informative. It's insightful. It's illuminating. And my guest today, I promise you, is bringing more of that same energy, spirit, and wisdom. We've known each other, my goodness, over 30 years. He's the co-founder of rapplublive.com alongside rapper entrepreneur Rick Ross and Brandon Chris. We together attended Howard University. You know, I got to do it, y'all. HU, you know, in Washington, D.C., where he majored in jazz and classical piano during his sophomore year. He was recruited to perform with Ray Charles for the Black Requiem Tour conducted by Quincy Jones. From there, he went on to work with many Grammy Award-winning albums, soundtracks, TV shows, commercials, tours, and award ceremonies to include working with Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith, Ludacris, Kanye West, Aaliyah, and others. He has partnered with Comcast, NBC Universal, Boomtown, The Farm, Ford Motor Company, Sony, Apple Music, Sound Exchange, Serena Williams, Revolt. You get the gist of what I am saying. He is highly accomplished. He is a father of a beautiful daughter. He is a musician, producer, and listen to this. He is an iconic, innovative tech influencer. My guest, I remember years ago, we were talking about his ideas in the tech space before tech was the thing or before tech was trendy. He's long been an advocate for STEM and STEAM in our community, communities of color. And I am so excited, honored, and grateful because he is uber, pun intended, busy. And for him to make time, take time from creating apps, or digitized books, or technology events. He made some time to share with us here on Soul Wealth Radio today, and I am grateful for that. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio show, my brother and my friend, Craig King. What is up, giant? Hello, oh queen. How are you? Oh my gosh. Like, if y'all, y'all can hear me smiling, I'm sure. And it is because I love this guy. I'm telling you, I always have from the time we were in Howard Gospel Choir together on the campus of Howard University in yeah. Washington, D.C. Craig, I am so proud of you. Can I oh. just say that first? Thank you so much, Vicki. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I'm honored to be on your show. This is a thrill for me. 
Awesome. Listen, I, it was just a snapshot. This was not the full, robust, complete bio. But what is your experience, Craig, when you are listening to your accomplishments reflected back to you? It's, what is uh, your experience of that? It's actually I feel like you're talking about someone else that I probably should meet. <laughs> I'm like, uh, who is she talking about? But this guy sounds pretty cool. I, I'd like to get to know him one day. Yeah, he seems pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, it is cool. It is oh, very I would, I would say also, he sounds like quite the risk taker. Mm. <laughs> I a lot of hungry nights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it's been worth it, right? I, I remember a reading in this article, in this quote that you shared um, in this article on rolling out. You know, you said, and I quote, I refuse to be the guy that's out here trying to build everything. I'm the guy that's trying to aggregate everything. You know that's prophetic, right? Wow. I said that. Wow. You said that. I'm going to read it again for you. Since you, <laughs> since you say so much wise, innovative things, you said, I refuse to be the guy that's out here trying to build everything. I am the guy that's trying to aggregate everything. And that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. You're building apps. You know, you have this new tech platform. Basically, Craig, you're a tech founder. Let's just call it what it is. Listen, I'm hearing you, and I guess that's what I am. I'm grateful to be that. Uh, but you know what I'm really grateful for, too, is having great people in my life, because uh-huh. um, that's really what made all of this happen. Um, great influencers, mentors, great parents, great college, great foundation. That's really what this is. I'm, I'm, I'm just exhibiting sort of all the things that have been around me for the last 30 something years. Wow. So like this article is just so powerful and I am a reader. I am a critical thinker as you are. That's why we're friends. You know, (laughs) you said tech is agnostic. So it can go anywhere and anyone can benefit from it. If I can teach my brothers and sisters how to monetize their business models and make much more money than what they have already built through tech. Absolutely, because I am going to speak in shorthand of that community. I know that they know that I am talking directly to the culture and the fact that you are so unapologetic about your target is just one of the things that I love about your passion and what you're doing, you know, and, and, who you are. Where did that come from, Craig? Why are you so passionate about bridging this digital divide and simultaneously, as you said, aggregating, building the divide, teaching, educating, arming us with information so that we can share in the pie? You know what I mean? Like that is that's that's what gets to my heart is your generosity. And that is what philanthropy is. So not only are you a tech founder, you're a philanthropist. And I'm glad to know you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I appreciate it. You know, and Howard, my nickname was, and you probably don't know this, but I was in a, a rock, a pop rock band, like my last year in school. And um, my nickname was The Bridge because I was the guy that always bridged the people together uh, in the band. I was the liaison between those who got along and those who didn't. 
Uh-huh. And to the, the, the singers, the writers, and the, uh, and the musicians. And so I've always found that I was the guy that kind of pulled people together and put yeah. them in the right place. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but years ago, when they were having all those um, talent shows at Howard, the singers uh, would either come to me or Frank Menzies to accompany them. If you remember, Jennifer Thomas won Miss Howard. Yeah. And she was one of the ones that came to me and I played for her. I can't remember the song we did, but she won off of that song. And to this day, we talk about how, Craig, you brought me in that room and sat me down and you were younger than me. And you told me what I needed to do to show up and show out. And da-da-da. She was saying you were producing me without even calling yourself a producer. But I've been producing people for a long time in relationships for a long time that had nothing to do with music. And so when I moved into tech, I found that it was just as much an imperative for me to use those same muscles in tech and produce relationships and bring people together. That's awesome. And I encourage those of you who are listening, you know, really sit and go within, be introspective, be contemplative about what your superpower is. Because when you can marry your superpower with what you love, with what your gifts are, like that is heaven on earth. That is heaven on earth. Like when you get to wake up and you have clarity about who you are, why you are, what you're doing, and you get to live off that, make a living from that, and then give back. Come on now. Yeah. Craig King is a unicorn. Let me just say it. (laughs) That's that. (laughs) rewarding part of it yeah watching those those transferable skills from being a music producer to being a relationship producer that's really that, that's what I'm, I'm going to just say those are the transferable skills I've gained through music that is that is awesome who are you at your core Craig when you take away these titles accomplishments awards who is Craig who are you at your core what are your core values <laughs> well I'm pretty shy <laughs> Mm-hmm. And some people think I'm an introvert. Yeah, I'll give I'll give them that. But I think at my core, I am very introspective. I'm constantly thinking of ways to improve myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very disciplined in what it is that I believe in and what I'm trying to accomplish. I'm very unapologetic about who I am and who I love and seeing the best in the people around me. I also like to be um just, you know, I got to be honest. I, I like to be around really smart people. I, mm-hmm. I, they, don't, they don't have to have it figured out, though. I just love that even if they're in their rawest form of smart, I love to be around smart people. And I recognize that I am just a tool in the toolbox. I am not the toolbox. So at my core, I think I am an assembly man. I like being a part of the conveyor system, that belt that runs uh, I don't have to be at the front of the line or the back. I just like to be inside of a machine that works every day very hard to accomplish goals for us. Basically a team player. I'm a team player. Yeah. You have always been that. Like you referenced, you know, working with Jennifer and God, she brought up Frank Menzies. That's a name for you. I'll tell you, though, those were some really, really great times. Who inspires you, Craig? Where do you glean your inspiration? Hmm. You really do ask the right questions, don't you? <laughs> my daughter inspires me. My 11-year-old, mm-hmm. she inspires me. My parents inspire me, both of them. Yeah, I, I, 
it's it's I don't want to sound cliche, but I will say definitely I'm inspired by the Almighty. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, that goes without saying for me, but those who know me know that because I wake up. I mean, that's a that we have our rituals around here, so that goes without saying for me. There's a guy by the name of Reed Tuxen. I don't know if you are familiar with him, but he's a, a board of trustee member at Howard. He inspires me quite a bit. He's he's also a medical doctor, but he's also an investor in one of my companies, and I. I tend to just go to his house and just sit down and listen to jazz and read his books because his library is very extensive and uh-huh. I just mind works. So I, again, he's not in my industry, but he happens to be a musician on the side, you know. And uh, so we speak in, 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 in shorthand very often. Got it. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I really cherry picked some some really amazing people who are in my uh, support system. Yeah, I love them all. They all bring something special. You know, one of I'm listening to you talk, and I know we don't talk often, yet there is a connection there because I, I watch you, you know, and have watched you over the years. And I just want to insert right here parenthetically, Craig, that you are just a solid man. And I don't know if you've ever heard that or not. I mean, and if you have, let me confirm and, and reaffirm that. But you are just a solid person in an industry, in an industry that does not value for the most part. This is not everyone because I'm in the same industry and have been for over 40 years. But you are so rare. It's like rare air with you because you are such a solid person. You know, your character, your consistency, the ability to be contemplative about your vision, you know, your discipline. And it's refreshing. It really is. You know, when people think that success in the entertainment slash music industry is based on a song and based on, you know, who can I hook up with and who can hook me up. But you have been consistent consistent. And I just want to give you that while you can hear it and while Mm -hmm. that can really hopefully water your heart and your soul. um, It's very clear that, that you don't do it to be seen, but you are a staple in this industry, not just music, also tech. You know, because when we when we hear about tech and we hear people talk about tech, it's almost as if it just started this year. And when we hear of tech founders, we don't see black men, black women, you know, at the rate that we see others. But you've been doing this such a long time. And the fact that you're an innovator, you know, is is just really a blessing. And I just want those of you listening to really appreciate. (laughs) you know, his presence here today. And I mean that, you know, it's just really amazing. I'm, I'm having a moment, right. Just being reflective, even listening to you, but it it is just awesome. And I'm so proud of you and so excited about what's to come because even at all of your accomplishments, I feel like you're just getting started. Does that make sense? Because yeah, I, yeah, I am literally just, I feel like I just woke up out of bed today and I'm getting started today. That's how I feel. <laughs> and how awesome is that to, to live that life? 
it really it 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 it's speaking to my entire soul and being here and you tell me these things, but I'm I'm equally excited about what I'm gonna be announcing to you next month and the year after and the year after because I'm so anxious to to get so many wins on the board for us. Uh-huh. So this question, you've done a lot, you've seen a lot, you've experienced a lot. Share one or two of your <laughs> greatest lessons that you have learned as a person, as a man, that caused you to pivot, like it caused you to shift? You know, the very first lesson I, that forced me to really shift actually happened to me in high school. Mm. Uh, it happened to me when my pastor at the time, he's, he's passed on now, but he, he overheard me stumbling on the piano at my church and told me I could not move. You're going to sit there and you're going to figure this out now because you're good enough. You're good enough to mm. figure. And I was like, what in the world does that mean? Um, <laughs> But he was absolutely right. And what he also understood was that I was going to be ostracized while trying to figure it out because many people weren't going to understand a single note that I was trying to bring together on that piano for a long time. And I was going to fumble and I was going to go in and out of key and I was going to have to figure that out. And the kids were going to giggle and they were going to laugh and they were going to joke and they were going to tell me to get up off the organ, get up off the piano, unless somebody that knows what they're doing sit there. Mm-hmm not let up. And he woke up something in me. And I've spent the rest of my career trying to wake up things in people because of that day. That was a moment for me. And as a result of that moment, I got super focused and really committed myself to that piano and really committed myself to uh, my mom and dad had bought me a basketball goal in our backyard in Nashville. And they bought it and put it there so that they wouldn't have to worry about what part of town I was going to to play ball. They knew I love ball mm-hmm. and monitor my friends as well. So you got to, they got a double out of it. Right. But once I got committed to the piano, I let my friends come play ball in my yard and I stayed in the house because I realized this was my passion. And uh, once I got my scholarship to Howard, it was kind of an awakening for all of us. Like, wait a minute, you went from stumbling on this thing to really getting good enough to get this scholarship. And so I carried that into my first audition with Ray Charles when he, they told me to go audition for him. Everybody was like, you're not going to get the spot, but it's really going to be good for you to get the experience. And I looked at that and said, I agree with that. I'm not even here to get the spot. I just want to know what it's like to audition for Ray Charles. Uh Little did I, that Ray was listening for that youthful, soulful church, but combined with that Nashville. And I was the only one in the room that had that Nashville. See, people forgot Ray Charles had a countryside to him. He had, he had already done a whole country out that went to number one. I didn't even know that. <laughs> right? So when he was like, that's him. Yeah, keep him in here. I was the youngest guy to audition. He kept me because he heard my identity. Wow. Stamp, where I was coming from. He heard all of that in my cocktail, if you will. Wow. And he heard things I didn't know I had in me. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Listen. This is how I approach life now. When I talk to young people, that's where I'm coming from. I'm looking at things you don't even know exist in you yet. 
Wow. So when I deal with tech, I apply all those skills and that thought process to how I approach tech and the democratization of opportunity through tech. That's good. Be open. Just be open to people who can identify what you don't even know about yourself yet. Like, listen. There are things going on in your brain right now, Vicky, that could be triggered and turn you into an entirely different person. If the person came along and cultivated that. And that's what we do. That's the business you're in, cultivating these things in people. I'm sure there are parts of me I don't even know about yet. Properly cultivated, I could become a whole different thing. I know that only because I didn't understand the math behind piano until that man said, you can do it. Like who knew who knew math was connected to piano? Like you just told some, you just gave somebody a secret. (laughs) It's like the guy that's, you know, it's like architecture and playing pool. They're related. You know what I mean? All of that stuff is interrelated. And this stuff is thousands of years old. And we're walking around with all these gifts. And if if it's not nurtured, and I'm sure I'm speaking to somebody right now. I can feel it. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people need to hear and sit with and let that seep into their soul. That's that's the magic of these wealthy conversations that I'm talking about. It just happens so organically. That's powerful. And to think that you were just going in for the experience, not expecting to get selected. What? At all. When I came back to Howard and I told my girlfriend at the time, I think I did okay. <laughs> she said, yeah, okay. I'm sure you did better than okay. I said, no, there were some monsters at this audition. So I don't know. And then I get the call back and I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe I did do okay, you know? Uh, and then, I, of course, anxiety kicks in. Now you're like, I got to show up and show right. out. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just do? <laughs> yeah, I'm really on the spot, you know? Yeah, what did I just do? Oh, my God. <laughs> just do I was just going in for the experience. What in the world is happening? It. That's it. But that prepared me for the next moment that I would encounter, then the next moment that I would encounter. And then before you know it, you believe you can conquer anything you touch. See, that's that spirit of aggregation on you. There you go. Right? Like, now, now, family, you all are hearing what aggregation looks like, what it is, how you build upon the last brick, right? And then you get another brick and you put that on top and eventually you have a building that you can now abide in. And that is what you have created, Gentle King. Can you share another moment that changed you forever? Like after it happened, you knew you would never be the same. I would say... Wow, there are quite a few there. There's one that I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this one into more of a personal story about my relationship with my daughter because right. when I first worked with Aaliyah, I had never let me think. No, I had never worked with a female artist before her uh-huh. in the, in the in the secular space. I had done gospel with some female, but never in the secular space. But when I got to Detroit to record with Aaliyah. I was completely blown away by a couple of things about her personality. And we're also celebrating the 25th year of the One in a Million album right now, too, that finally got to be streamed. Thank God for that. Uh But she had this really interesting relationship with her father that 
I just adored how they moved. And I studied them because I, I didn't have a, a daughter. I didn't have a child, period. But I studied them and I kept saying to myself, this industry will eat you up and it will devour you. And I, from her, watching her in a relationship with her dad, I kept saying to myself, they're nurturing this really interesting relationship. And you can tell it's, it's, it's pure, it's authentic. And I spent time with them at the house. We ate breakfast together. We went to the mall together. We laser tagged, played games. We did everything together when I was there for those two or three months in Detroit. But just watching the relationship between them, I said, if my now this relationship has taught me that if I do have a child and she or he want to get in this industry, there is a way to navigate this industry with her. And I carried that whole relationship into a number of relationships that I entered in the industry, including with Quincy Jones, talking to him about his relationship with his daughters and stuff. I carried that all the way up to today. And now my daughter is flirting with wanting to sing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not, I'm not as scared because initially I was so scared of what this industry had done to so many young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, it's really hard to navigate. But watching Aaliyah and her relationship with her dad and um and just studying um other parents in this industry and sort of the do's and don'ts over the years. Um, that's one of the things that I want to teach on Masterclass, to be honest with you, with, with the Rap Plug Masterclass, my company. I want to talk about child stars and the, and, the, and the hurdles of getting in the industry too early and um, all that, because, you know, I've encountered a lot and I've seen some good and some really bad stories come out of this industry. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that for me, though, that was a light on moment for me because now my daughter won't have to hear me every day say, whatever you do, don't get in this conversation business. She won't have to hear that from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and, I, and when I talk to young people now, who's around the country, I don't scare them away from the industry, uh, which so many of my friends do because it's, it's, it's got its bad stuff with it, you know? Right. Yeah. That's powerful. What, how blessed is your baby girl? She's not a baby, but she's your baby. Yeah, you she know, she's always, have... yeah, she'll always be my, and I, again, I have a story for every day. So any day you ask me a story, I'm like, because <laughs> they're just flickering in my head like lights right now. But uh, yeah. That's awesome. What are you grateful for? As we begin to wind down here, what are you grateful for? I am really grateful for the honor that God has given me this gift. I'm working on a book. um, And the name of the book is These Hands. And I always say that God gave me this gift so that I could touch a whole lot of people before I left Earth. And these hands have put me in so many different rooms. And I am just so grateful for that. And I don't take it for granted. That is really the reason why we're on this call. It's, it's because of the gift that has allowed me to communicate uh, with a lot of different types of people around the world. And I am grateful. Mm-hmm. I really am. That's awesome. How do you want to be remembered? I just want to be remembered. Good human that came here to make Earth a better place. Mm-hmm. If we go beyond Earth, fine. But while we're here, <laughs> you know, who knows girls will end up you know this tech thing but uh i like to think that i brought something positive to the to the experience of walking on this planet and um and in the spiritual realm as well i'd like to think that i've helped some people with the light that god has given me to become better 
So awesome, Craig. How can our listeners connect with you? Where can they find you? Where do you want to direct people to connect with Craig King on whatever platform you choose? Where do you want people to connect with you? I would say reggaeking.com website. And uh, my social media is all on there, but also uh, Craig A. King official on Instagram uh, is where you'll find me. Or on uh, Twitter, it would be Craig the King 540. So those are kind of the three places where you can find me the most often. Awesome. Mm -hmm. CraigAKing.com. Thank you so much for being here with us today on the Soul Wealth Radio Show here on 96.3 HD4 and DCRadio.gov. I invite you all to visit my website as well, vickyjohnson.com. I am on most social media platforms at all things Vicky. My YouTube is all things Vicky Johnson and Vicky is V-I-K-K-I. Listen, soul wealth is your birthright. It is your inheritance. So go out into the world, live with passion, live on purpose, live with intention, live full. So when you leave here, you die empty. Until next time, peace. You've been listening to Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul with Dr. Vicki Johnson. Soul Wealth is not just a brand. It's a lifestyle of vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy created one conversation, one choice at a time. For more information, visit VickiJohnson.com or click on soulwealth at dcradio.gov.